Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to the Rich Cast Podcast. I'm your host, Cast a Packers fan, and I'm here with Rich the Steelers fan, and this is the podcast where we talk everything football, trades, firing, hires, everything. And you know me, fam. I'm just coming off of a heartbreak loss to the Buccaneers, so don't even want to be on here. Then you have the Steelers fan coming off a heartbreak and loss. So you know, we really don't want to do this, but it's our due diligence to the football community. No cap, but let's not waste no time because we got some breaking news. Packers DC. Mike Pettin has been informed that he will not be returning to the Green Bay Packers next year. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm not even gonna lie, fam. I'm actually so happy that this happened. Like, no cap. I know you are. Like, although it happened earlier, we were both waiting for my reaction so I can give it on this, fam. I'm actually so happy that <laughs> that they did this. Like, you don't understand. I'm so happy. Like, oh my gosh. Like, I, I don't know why they even had him there in the first place. I feel like they they only had him there. Because he was there when McCarthy was there. So I guess they wanted to try to um, give him a chance at LaFleur. Yeah, and plus the GM is like, he just works with whatever with whatever he has. So he was there. Yeah, the G- that's what he does. He works with whatever he has. That guy's a homegrown man. We'll draft you in the seventh round and we'll carry you your whole career. That's what he does. But I'm so happy he's gone. Now we don't have to worry about no cover one man right before the half. We don't have to worry <laughs> about our corners being burned. Now LeFleur finally gets to pick a defensive coordinator of his choosing. And I really hope, I really hope that LeFleur picks the D.C. that was with him back at Tennessee, man. Because, bro, although Tennessee's defense wasn't nice, I feel like they didn't have you nobody on the defense. What just happened versus the Bucks? Exactly. Because, bro, we have to revamp that defense. Like, fam, take this in. We were dead last in the league in blitz attempts. That should just go to show you everything you need to know. And it showed, it showed, it clearly showed that game versus Tom Brady. Fam, Mike Pettin is not the DC you want. The only reason they thought we, we thought we had a chance was because remember when the Jets beat the Patriots in the um divisional? Was it divisional? Or wild card? I think it was wild card. Back in um, I think this was 2010 or 2011 when they had Mark Sanchez. Mm-hmm. Mike Pettin was the DC that time when they beat Brady. So all of a sudden, we had this false hope that Mike Pettin knew, knew how to beat Brady and he was going to do it again. Bro, this guy blitzed twice that whole game. He did opposite. Everyone knew coming into the game. Whoever gets the most pressure on the other quarterback wins. Because you're not playing no Lamar Jackson. You're not playing Patrick Mahomes. Get pressure on them. Force them to be decisive. Make them make quick decisions. Hit them. Try to do it throughout the whole game and see who makes the most mistakes off of it. Brady makes some mistakes, yeah, but Brady got blitzed like twice the whole game, and you could clearly mm-hmm. see the one the time he got blitzed with Darnell Savage running off the edge. That's when yeah. he threw his third pick of the game to Jair Alexander. Exactly. That's what that you could that could have been happening the whole game. Not necessarily that you could throw a pick, but just force him to release the ball way sooner than he would like. Force him to be decisive. Don't give him time in the pocket. You're giving a veteran who's had 20-plus years in the league time in the pocket. In the NFC champ, he's been to 14 of those. He's been to the Super Bowl nine times. You just gave him his double-digit Super Bowl appearance just because you couldn't pressure him. You couldn't scheme for him. You couldn't be more or less prepared for this game. I know. And I feel like on defense, we, we were prepared in the sense for the, um, for the run game. Because look at what happened when we played Tampa the, the first time down in um, Tampa, Florida. 88, was it 88? It was like 88 degree weather. Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, LaShawn McCoy, I don't even know if McCoy played, but those two backs had a field day on the sap. They ran the ball over us like it was nothing. Brady threw the ball a couple of times, but it was mainly the run, the run game that worked for them. And so I feel like they got that whole week three, they got about three takeaways. They got two picks that game. And they got a lot of takeaways this this recent game too. So, exactly because I feel like we were just well prepared for the our run game more than the. Pa- I mean, we were prepared for the pass game because I feel like we had full faith in our secondary. But 
Well, that showed when you left Kevin <laughs> to do whatever the hell he was doing. Exactly. And I feel like this is just one step to in the, in the right direction for the future. I just feel like Pettin now, Kevin King next. Straight up. Because <laughs> honestly, well, I'm, I'm assuming y'all Packer fans don't want him re-signed. I wouldn't either. Nah, I wouldn't want him re-signed after that I performance. because What on earth was that? It, I guarantee you, if he knew going into that game, that this would be his last chance to show us why we should sign it back to another contract, I guarantee he'd play his life. he put his life on the line. And I don't know what he... I don't know if he thinks another team is about to give him a contract, but, buddy, I hope they don't. This better <laughs> be a learning lesson. Okay, it's one thing to give Mike Evans the touchdown um, in the first quarter. Yeah, that's understandable. And, he missed time but to the, jump on that. But the touchdown to Scotty Miller? When you're in... Bro! You're in cover three deep zone... Scotty Miller uh, caught the ball exactly where Kevin King should have been from as soon as Brady said, huh, Scotty Miller should have run to where Brady, I mean, Kevin King should have run exactly where Scotty Miller caught the ball. Because mm-hmm. if you look, if you look at the replay, Kevin King yeah. was not playing, he was not playing outside leverage at all. He gave him the outside. He was not. And he wasn't playing over the top as well either. He gave, he gave him outside. He gave him over the top. The two things you're supposed to prevent in that situation yeah, and I feel like, and I feel like he should have played the boundaries instead of playing the middle of the field. Yeah, because, because you he, want them to get the middle of the field. He was not pressing um, Miller at the boundary or anything. He was giving him space at the boundary, and he gave up over the top. Yeah, and and I feel like another thing is that Scotty Miller ran along the boundary. It just made it way worse. Kevin because King. if he if if he's running along along the boundary, you can easily squeeze in like a little shove. You know what I mean? Exactly. To push him out of bounds. Because once you're out of bounds, you can't come back in and catch it. Yeah, exactly. If you use the sideline as an extra man, exactly, he has to stay between you and the sideline. Which is which is I just don't understand why Kevin King did not play. And I feel like if he had played the coverage properly, or even if he didn't play um, properly, if he, just, if he had just been more aware of the situation, the time on the clock, where they are, the down, I feel like we would have been having a different conversation about how Aaron Rodgers had one of the greatest comebacks in playoff history. <laughs> bro. 18 points or not, Here's Aaron a, Rodgers played his life off. Your um, disappointing loss. Do you think Brady beat you guys or you guys just didn't win? I on like honestly, with the, without being biased, I'm saying that we just didn't win. Okay, and it'll come down. It, it's coming down to the the back to back interceptions. That's what it yeah. comes down to. You guys forced him to throw two interceptions. Two interceptions, and give Mike Pettin a round of applause for finally calling a blitz on that play. <laughs> round of applause for Mike Pettin. But nah, it just comes down to us. Not capitalizing and us not capitalizing eventually costed us the game. Cause what was it? Three interceptions, three uh, Brady's three interceptions. We only got uh, six points out of. So j- j- just just like imagine that. Three interceptions, two of them back to back. We only managed to get six points out of it. But Packers have a, a tough off season ahead of us. Let's hope firing, I mean, not bringing back Mike Pettin is just a turnaround that we've all needed. But well, speaking of, um, speaking of tough off seasons, let's get out, let's get out your, your Steelers, Sam. Oh, gosh. Here With everything surrounding your team and the off season, your free agents and everything, who do you think out of all your free agents being like, um, Villanueva, Dupree, um, Pouncey's gone, so he's not a free agent. James Conner. You have James Conner, Juju, Spillane. Who do you think is your most important piece to your team, whether it be offense or defense, that you would want them to resign or that you think they need to resign? Honestly, uh, first of all, Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah. Yeah. I know there's a lot of controversy dancing on logos, TikTok, <laughs> this, that. TikTok boy. There's so much potential with that guy, and I still believe – Right now, he's not necessarily a number one receiver by the numbers. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I saw something from him versus the Browns that I had not seen in a long time. First mm-hmm. of all, 100-yard game. But I was seeing Ben constantly go to him versus zone man, just give him targets, let him eat up yards. 
And that was that's exactly what was happening. And he was he was making great catches. He had a good game. So mm-hmm. I think it's just more to build on. I think we re-signed Juju. Now, here's the thing with the O-line and James Conner. Our O-line, our O-line are good names. Like names mm-hmm. that pro bowlers, this, Mark Pouncey from the Nueva de Cashew. But at the end of the day, we don't, I don't know if they're the same as what they used to. And I say this because, one, first, everybody knows we had no rushing attack. But, okay, we had no rushing attack. We chose to play a style of play. We chose to play to a certain style of just make the short, quick game our running, our new run offense, which I personally do not agree with. So I personally did not really see enough from our O-line. Mm-hmm. Because if Big Ben did throw the ball, he was releasing it in five seconds. Every, not five seconds. He had the fastest release rate. I believe it was like 2.1 seconds and the ball's out of his hands. Mm-hmm. And um, I, no disrespect to the O-line or anyone, but I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure you could block someone for two seconds. I mean, maybe not an Aaron Donald or one of those dudes, but I'm pretty sure you could, you could block someone for one second. Yeah, for so, sure, anybody. So, with the O-line, it's, it's just a lot, bro. That's the second time I've seen Pouncey throw a jump ball. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Throwing alley-oops like the quarterback is LeBron or something. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I like the quarterback is LeBron. A devastating game. To lose to that team that mm-hmm. way in that stage. Yeah. I mean, I mean, for sure, for anybody, that would be a devastating loss, as always, because at, at the end of the day, it was one of those um, unexpected losses, I should say. Yeah. That you guys weren't expecting to lose that game. Who we have a lot of history with, like. And I feel like the cherry on top for that loss is that Cleveland had a one in, what, like 22 years or 20-something years, something like that? They made their first playoff appearance, and, and in their first playoff appearance, they knocked off a division rival who had had their number almost every year which is pretty shocking but i mean and we didn't have the was when we split games with them well we split games this season but um big ben was not available oh we we talking about week 17 right week seven sorry what big ben was not playing and last season when we went eight and eight with no quarterback remind you um (laughs) you mean when miles garrett decided to take it upon himself to hit rudolph with the helmet Bro, Miles Garrett saw a pinata and he saw his humming as a bat and said, I'm <laughs> That was hilarious, bro. At the same time, I felt bad for Mason Rudolph because, bro, you can't, you can't make something like you can't make something like that up. But it, it, if what he did say, if what uh, Miles Garrett said um, happened, that um, Mason Rudolph did call him so, um, that word, I'm not going to say it on the podcast, but if that's true, uh, it's not a justification for what uh, Garrett did, but that's good enough. But so at the end of the day, like a starting quarterback in the NFL, <laughs> maybe be it because the actual quarterback is injured to be able to keep his composure and not say those type of things. If exactly, like, if it's true, well, yeah, starting quarterback. We just need to work. We just need to work on it because. At first, it started like Steelers being Steelers. We're getting yards, passing the ball. When we need to run, we'll run. Like the same Steelers we looked like um, two seasons ago. Yeah. Um, when Ben was healthy, we had Antonio Brown and all of them. Claypool mm-hmm. was playing really good. Like the offense was quick. And then around like week six, we just, we started to look like, we started to look like the Washington football team. Meaning... Our defense carries. Our defense just puts us on our back and just drives. Drives. Exactly. Our offense, our offense, which is usually our driving force, and then we have Blitzberg as our nickname for our defense. Blitzberg. It looked like Blitzberg was the whole Steelers. Our yeah. Not there anymore. Big Ben, who leads in passing yards, he was still getting a lot of passing, but we were not as as a or as efficient as I would have liked us to be. Yeah, for sure. We ended up relying on that. On our, and I don't blame them because our defense is really great. Pass yeah. We'll get after any quarterback. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, the offense still had to perform. And it seemed like they were just getting lazy. And so, It's like 
especially the fact that we were unbeaten too, it kind of had like uh like a domino effect after your first loss. Yeah. It kind of felt like everything went bad and every all the tables just all the tables just started tipping over for you. Cause who who did you lose to first? Um was it Washington? To Washington. And then the Buffalo loss and then the Cincinnati. And, and, yeah. And then did you beat you beat Cleveland, no? No, no, we lost to Cleveland without Big Ben. It didn't matter. Oh, yeah. yeah, it didn't matter still because you're still in the playoffs. Yeah, but, so yeah, yeah. man. That's how it, it is. Actually caught up with us how our offense was not be was not able to be as effective. Yeah. But I have one more question for you about your we'll get to your defense later on when our special guest joins the show or the podcast. That's a show. Hello. Yeah. But um another question for you though. You're the Steelers. Um say hypothetically Big Ben does return, right? Mm. And you have the 23rd draft pick coming up, 23rd, I'm pretty sure, 23rd, 24th, one of them too. Where would you like okay, to see your team? I don't know, just to get the 23rd draft pick. <laughs> yeah, continue. <laughs> Where would you like to see your team go with that pick? Would you like to see them go offense or defense? And 20, I would like to see them trade out of it. Trade as out of it, huh? Stupid as that sound. What I would like us to see, if there's a... Good old lineman available, take him. If not, I would like to see us trade down and draft Najee Harris because I feel like if we get a gr- as good of a running back as he is, mm-hmm. if we could get someone like that on the draft night, because no one's going to draft a running well, So hold on, hold on. So, so you're saying that you want to move on from Connor? Some, in a sense. In a sense. So you still want to but, sign back Connor to be like a second string or something. Yes, because I do like the runs I see from Connor, but he's not a big play running back. Like, he will do his job. He would probably um, reach 1,000 yards in the season. Mm-hmm. But it's like the way our online works, yeah. the system works, if you're not necessarily a big play running back, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to move the ball as effective. Because yeah. no doubt, don't don't get me wrong, he has his good plays. Like, I've seen him spin out some people, not even in terms of, of elusiveness. Like, he's a big back. It's hard to bring him down. Yeah. But if we have sure. someone who could, like, just take the ball, take the ball from the 99 to the end zone, so, or from the opposite one to the other one, mm-hmm. like, it's just going to help out a lot. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. But, um... Because at the end, what can we really? You want us to draft like a Mac Jones to stand Mm. under big? Because Mac Jones is a good talent, Mm -hmm. but he's a high draft pick because he won throwing the ball to Devontae Smith. Yeah, and handing it off to Jalen Water. No, I'm not saying that's why they. No, Mac Jones. He makes he makes quick decisions. Like I've, it's crazy how fast like he reads the way he's able to scan. But I personally don't see him fitting in Pittsburgh. I don't see us using our draft pick to do that. I yeah. mean, it would be a bad decision, but I personally will prefer um, getting like an old lineman or if not trading down and getting a running back because our whole team is solid. We have yeah. no on offense, no homes on defense. Um, I guess you could – because even when Devin Bush got injured, we got an extra middle linebacker, mm-hmm. Avery Williamson. Oh yeah, he's he's also his contract's up too because yeah. you guys got him as like a rental. Really want to draft. We don't need receivers. We don't need, we don't need anything. But maybe we you could say we could arguably draft O lineman. Mm-hmm. Okay, or, with that with, or with that being oh. yeah, with that being said, I've seen in multiple mock drafts that um at, at your pick at twenty three or twenty four, you'll you'll both have Etienne. And Najee Harris available. So my question to you is, which one would you go for? Like I said, if I have both of them available and I'm trying to get a running back, I would trade down because that is a very high pick to use. Well, nowadays, because before, like, Todd Gurley, Christian McCaffrey, Leonard Fournette were all going high first round. Yeah. But now that's a very high pick to use on a, to use on a running back. So I would trade, get some more assets, and I would mm-hmm. draft. I would draft. Oh, but... Um, 
don't get me wrong. If talent falls into our lap, we will take it. Like if a great talent that we can't lie falls into our lap, we would easily take it. Mm-hmm. I get what you're saying. It's the, it's almost uh, it's almost six thirty still, and that's when our special guest is supposed to join us. But with all being said, still, honestly, if I'm the Steelers, with all and it's it's kind of going along with what everybody else said. With all your with all your free agents, I would say that um. There's so many good running backs that, that will be available, but I think just for your franchise's sake, go get an offensive lineman. Go, exactly. go, go get the franchise. And I don't want it to be a guard. I don't want it to be a center. I want it to be a tackle because most of these, most of these dominant pass rushers, and I'm not taking anything away from Aaron Donald or all those interior pass rushers, the ones that are fairly dominant are off the edge. And if you get a good tackle – to protect your franchise quarterback that you either might pick up in free agency or down the line in the draft. You, you at least know you'll have a good enough protector on an edge to stop a rusher like Shaq Barrett or like Pierre Paul or like Von Miller or Chubb. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So at least you won't have to worry about worry about anybody coming off the edge. But don't take anything away from Aaron Donald. I'm telling you, those interior... Uh, you know something I noticed? I've always been seeing, oh, yeah, the best rushers are the edge, the outside linebackers, the end. Yeah. Donald is an end. He rushes from the edge sometimes. But an edge. Then it's like a lot of DTs and ends too. But like a lot of people have been creating pressure from the middle. Like Miles Garrett, he always used to rush. Well, not, yes, he rushes from the edge. But from the interior too, like he's been very disruptive. Aaron Donald is mm-hmm. another one. A lot of people have just been creating generating crazy pressure and sacks from the edge exactly and the thing and the thing i uh, i realize is that um most teams who get a dominant dominant pass rushers for from the edge they tend to kind of mix up these formations and try to have them rush from the middle which is yeah they, i feel like aaron donald's more dominant on the edge because it's single possible spot every game exactly but i feel like if i have like a, a game changer like garrett or, or um donald I'm going to have these guys rushing from the edge because if you're rushing from the middle, then it's just going to be double teams. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Because it's so hard to double team from the edge. And if you first double team from the edge, go ahead. Yeah. And especially with the style of play that my team, Pittsburgh, will just blitz. Yeah. You have to count for him too. But I personally prefer rushing from the edge because especially versus these elusive quarterbacks, kind of Mm -hmm. keep them hemmed in. Yeah, you're our special guest this year. Yes, Jalen, the Chiefs fan. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can one, hear you still. The uh, one lucky man. The one lucky man that's going yeah. to wear a jersey next week while he watches the game. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, bro. The one lucky man who's left. First things first, Richard, man. How you feeling, dog? Man. I don't even want to talk, bro. It's just a lot of, a lot of emotions went down that day. I hear you, man. I hear you. I already, I already heard Cass is grieving, so not to ask you personally <laughs> to lose to that team in that manner. Come on, yeah, it happens, man. It happens. It happens, yo. So my thing is for both of you guys. I'm not, well, first talking. of all, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let a Chiefs fan tells me it happens. <laughs> 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 I mean, come on! You don't know. You don't know what pain feels like. <laughs> yo, Richard, you're not lying, fam. He doesn't know what pain feels like, yo. Yeah, you're you're not lying. So, ever since like, they drafted Mahomes, they don't know what it feels like to get knocked out in the divisional or, or the wild card, even the championship. They don't know what game. it is to even Ooh. be in the wild card. I don't even know what a wild. I don't even <laughs> know what the, a wild card is. That them in their first round buys every year, bro. Yeah, it's been the first round by for like what the past. This is the third year now. Third got a first round championship bro. game. This is disgusting, man. Sorry, guys. Man. Jeez. Well, yo, what do you guys think is the reason why you guys got let out? Let's start with the Steelers, man. First, now with the Steelers. Yeah, like, <laughs> what's your I reason? Think... Like, like you know, think... why do you think? Oh, what? <laughs> it's because it's just because we started eleven and all. And it's not like we started 11 and 0 and we were a good team. We were sure of what we're. It's like we started 11 and 0, but we didn't really have, like, we didn't really know what we were doing at some point. Mm-hmm. Because our first few games, yeah, we, ha- we were facing bad talent, so we could obviously win. 
but we did play good. Like we were playing great football, regardless of the teams that were playing. And yeah. so around week around mid season, maybe just before mid season, our offense just started slacking. Like relying on our defense a lot, not pushing the edge, not setting the tempo. And then because there were a lot of scrap, especially like we, we weren't covering a lot of games. Not like that matters, but that should just tell you how laxed our offense was because a lot of times we won't win games like Jaguars, Ravens with no Lamar Jackson, Dallas Cowboys until the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Like, really, like you guys are supposed to be Super Bowl contenders. And it was just our defense giving us great play. So our offense just was lax like we didn't really know what we were not running the football we were trying to do this short pass game and it just was not working and it exposed us versus the browns especially because it's forcing our quarterback our 37 how old is that our old let's just say old very old quarterback (laughs) is he not like 38 to throw the football multiple times and you saw against the Browns, although we were behind, but I don't think it would have made that much of a difference, even if we weren't behind, of the fact mm-hmm. that he was going to throw the ball almost about 40 times. And when that happens, you're bound to make mistakes. When every quarterback does it, you're bound to make mistakes. But Big Ben, we know as Steelers fan, you're bound to make a mistake if you throw the ball 40 times. And yeah. it really just cost us in that game. Our defense, our defense tried to do what they could. We had some injuries, so be it. We yeah. had some injuries to backups, too which the Browns did a great job of exploited. Their own line mm-hmm. had a good game. Their run game was working for them. I really don't think the Browns beat us, though. I think we just had errors, and it was just tough to watch. Just a bad time to mess up. I know those ones. The only good thing I take from that game is the fact that I saw Juju Smith-Schuster have a game that he hasn't had in a long time. He was getting targets all over the place, um, getting the ball within zones, man coverage. He looked like the number one receiver we want him to be. Okay. Yeah, facts. for sure. What about you, Cass? What do you think went well, wrong? For me to build off of that, I feel like where we are wrong is that I just feel like I feel like it has something to do with the, the kind of like the second half of our season. And for the second half of our season, we played, we didn't play great teams. We played mediocre teams. Teams that didn't have a pass rush. Teams like the Bears, the Eagles, yeah. the Lions, the Panthers, the Titans. And then we went up against a Rams team with the injured Donald. And we know how we know how key Donald is to that defense and generating pressures and stuff. So I feel like during that span, we went up against defenses who couldn't generate pressures. And Rodgers had all day to stand in the pocket. He had enough time to do whatever he wants. And then yeah, he when chilling. it came to us playing Tampa without Bakhtiari. Oh, Rodgers got like, hit four times this whole season. Rodgers got sacked ten times by the same team the whole season. <laughs> oh my gosh. Five at each game. And uh, it just came, just came down to the pressures, man. Like, Tampa Bay actually had a defense, actually had a pass rush, was able to force Rodgers out of his comfort zone. And so, mm-hmm. you know what Richard said? Um, I'm kind of proud of the game that MVS had, although MVS dropped the ball a lot during the regular season. It dropped wide open touchdowns <laughs> a whole lot. It made us lose to the Colts with his dropped on that wide receiver screen. But, but oh, when, it, when, it, when it mattered, he didn't drop the ball. He was able to catch long touchdown passes, catch the ball when nobody else was open. Yeah. Not even our best receiver, Mr. 17, receiving touchdowns, dropping a back shoulder touchdown pass. Mm. When have you seen that? MVS had a game. MVS had a game, though. I, I'll give it to him. But I just feel like it started yeah, off with that, with that span of those easy teams where we just got too complacent in our offense. We, we didn't want to change anything. Well, yeah. against, uh, Tampa's defense. And I feel like that was the reason. But it's okay, though. We fired our DC, so... No beginnings on defense. Yes, sir. You're not going to pick up the fact that Tom Brady was sacked once by Kenny Clark, and that was it? Bam! It's okay. Pettin's gone. We're going <laughs> to be blitzing a lot. We were dead last last year in our blitz attempts. That's not next year. <laughs> Pettin's gone. I, I told you we shouldn't have kept that guy. I said it. We needed to fire him. After the Tampa Bay game in week six, he needed to leave. But no. They he thought because he... They thought because he, he uh, beat Brady when he, had, when he was on the Jets in 2010, they thought he could do it again. He only blitzed twice that game. Yo, my bad, my bad. Someone called me. My bad, my bad, my bad. It's all right, though. But, fam, the man had the man had 300-pound Kenny Clark in coverage, fam. In pass <laughs> coverage. The man is, like, 320. What is he doing in pass coverage? Yeah, yo, when you showed me that Green Bay only blitzed t- 20 times... 
for the this season, season, dead last in the league. We ranked thirty second, last, dead last. Holy smokes, dead last. The shock I had when I first heard that, although be it, I'm a Steelers fan, Blitzburg, but still, like, it was time for him to pack up his bags, man. Yeah, it's a good thing we're not signing him back. No, no, he got pressure. Like he threw a pick, like. I know. And Kevin he King. Kevin King's quick. next, but let's not start with that. <laughs> Kevin King's next. So, Cassie, you're saying that you need your defense to fix up. All right, Richard, what about you? What do you need your team to do next year to... Make that next step, pretty much. Yeah. You see, here's the thing that I think about my team. Aside from maybe Big Ben having a good or bad day, we don't I don't I personally don't think we need like a next superstar or anything. I just need I just think the talent we have right now, we just need to develop that properly and it's mm. gonna take us to that next level. Because I um in my head, aside from maybe alignment and maybe um more depth at running back, I really don't think we have any questionable positions. If everyone if everyone stays healthy or majority of people stay healthy, I think we'll be contenders again. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I feel like the hype got to you guys at one point. It definitely season. got to us. I didn't even <laughs> like it. I was praying to lose because we were so cocky and we were barely winning these games versus teams versus teams who have the number one pick of the draft. Mm. <laughs> I was like, yo, these Never guys to, should... To get pick number 20-something, come on. That's Come crazy, man. But, yo, but honestly, there's a lot of free agents this coming season. Or sorry, this off season. So I'm looking forward to seeing who's gonna pick up who. Yeah. Speaking like, of speaking of free agents, Sam, I have a question for you, Jalen. Mm-hmm. Well, with with the cap situation that's going on around the league, because COVID nineteen is obviously affecting a lot of teams' cap space because they weren't able to gain any revenue for the season. How do you think your situation is going to affect your team knowing that Sorensen, Watkins, Okafor, Breland, Robinson, and your center, uh, Reader, are all free agents. And who would you want to see your team pick back up? Well, you know what? First of all, I have a feeling we're going to keep Sorensen for sure. Okay. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Because he makes because... good plays on special teams. Fam, he should have been ejected out of that Browns game for that head on head. Nah, game. nah. Was not intentional. That was not intentional. Chill, 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 chill. <laughs> but that was the helmet to helmet. Come on. That was it, it, helmet it, for all. It, it was helmet to helmet, but it wasn't intentional. Still, I mean, they should have flagged it, but like to get ejected, I don't, I don't think it was intentional. Yeah, but th- but that's not how targets yeah. in the NFL. Anyways. Yeah, but anyways, continue. The, the, the thing with Sorensen, y'all, I've been showing people that he's been making plays for years. Like, I we drafted him, I th- or sorry, we signed him. Like, I think like four or five years ago. And since then, he, he's always been like a backup. He wasn't a backup. He was yeah. always a backup until like last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was making you plays know? through special teams too. Yeah, like, exactly. Making... I remember mm-hmm. that. That's where he started, special teams. Yeah, man. I think, well, I know, I have a feeling that we're going to get rid of Sammy Watkins and Robinson. I don't think we're going to sign them again. Um, Breland, I think we'll keep. Sorensen, I'm like 80% sure we're going to keep. Alex Okafer, we might get rid of. Um... <laughs> Mike Pinnell, we're probably going to get rid of. Le'Veon Bell, we're, we're going to get rid of. I, we're, we're definitely going to sign back Daryl Williams. Um, yeah, you're the running back for sure. Yeah, because he's good. Chartavis, where we're going to keep him. And Byron, Byron, he, words are free agent this year? I think so, yeah. Crazy. Um, Byron Pringle, I think we're going to keep him too because he's mm-hmm. starting to see a lot more playing time. Yeah. And, he's and if you really, get rid really of Watkins and... And Demarcus Robinson, yeah, we have to keep. Probably have we, to keep Pringle. Yeah, we have to keep Byron Pringle. But the thing is, like, if we get rid of Watkins and um, what, um, what am I saying? Robinson, we have to pick up someone nice because Tyreek Hill can't do it by himself. Okay, okay. First of all, like, first of all, Tyreek Hill can do it by himself. We've yeah, no, 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 no Tyreek Hill can. No, no, no. The thing is, <laughs> the thing is, like. Patrick, he needs more targets. The because man, Tyreek we... Hill turned a wide receiver screen into a 60-yard gain against the Bills. <laughs> but that's how. <laughs> it, was it. it was a slam. It was a slam. It was a slam. It was a slam. My fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. you double-team Kelsey, because you're going to have to double-team Kelsey. 
You're going to have to. If you put safety help over Tyreek Hill, so it's like, okay, we double Tyreek Hill safety help. We double Travis Kelsey safety help Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill will burn the corner and burn the safety. And Patrick Mahomes will launch the ball 80 yards or 1,000 yards if he had to and somehow find the, put the ball in the hands of Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. But the thing with me, the reason why I say we need one more one, one more receiver. Take the pressure off. Because one thing, exactly, yeah. one thing um, our offense likes to do is spread the ball exactly. around. You know what I mean? Especially- like, if you look at our receiving score, or our receiver core right now, stack. Speed. So it's Great like, speed. yeah. Speed and that's too. all they do. It's just speedsters. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. So if we distribute the ball nice, you know, nicely and nice, nice evenly, so then yeah. – I think we'll uh, continue to win games that way. But if you just have Tyreek Hill and Kelsey, people are going to, like, easily catch on to yeah. that. People are – we're not going to have that many other targets or playmakers either. That way Tyreek Hill can essentially do what Antonio Brown did for Juju Smith-Schuster and exactly plays for him. Okay, okay. Another question I have for you. So, mm. like I said, you're going to be wearing a jersey next week while while watching the game, <laughs> and we're not, which is sad. But – I'm gonna ask you the question, and I already know your answer. But I'm gonna. I want what I want to know is your reasoning behind your answer. So next right. week, do you see yourself beating Tampa Bay? If yes, in what manner, and how do you think you're gonna get it done? And if no, pretty much the same thing. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Um, I think we can do it. Um, I've seen Patrick Mahomes play. Since he started, you know, in the NFL, since he got drafted and everything. But I can honestly tell you that last week against the Bills, I saw a different side of this guy. Like, he was playing, playing. <laughs> and, like, matter of fact, my, my entire team was just on 10 that day. Like, they were just hungry. Like, there was no type of mess ups. There were, well, besides. Cole Harvey, but he redeemed himself though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like we can do it. I think the score will be very very similar to how it was when we first faced them early in the season. I think the score was like twenty seven to twenty four, or like twenty to twenty three. I don't know. Either way, the score was like whoever um, we won by a field goal. And I think yeah, yeah, you guys really won by three, twenty seven, twenty four. Yes, twenty seven, twenty four. Yeah, like yeah. hundred plus yards. In the first yeah, part, yeah, yeah. Mr. Carlton feel, Davis himself. <laughs> I feel like whoever wins, it's going to be exactly there. Well, if the by that, win, by a field it's goal. definitely going to be a close game because yeah. Oh, my theory, I, I was. I, if the Bucks want to win, they have to keep Mahomes on the bench. Straight. Keep Mahomes on the bench the whole game. Keep Mahomes on the bench as long as you can. Two clock. Let Tom Brady be in his natural state. Two the clock. Scheme your offense properly. Have good drives, good passes on third down. Run the ball whenever possible. Try to capitalize with touchdowns when you get into the red zone because Kansas City will score. Whether Mahomes is throwing a 50-yard bomb or a soft ball pass yeah. to Travis Kelsey to run in the end zone. Kansas City will score. So you just have to try to keep them. And I've seen some games, not definitely not a lot of games, but the few mm-hmm. rarities where you just have to hope Mahomes can't really find the rhythm. Because if you keep him on the bench and you force maybe two, three and outs to start the game, if if that's even possible, I mean, yeah. Patrick Mahomes. But if you do that and you capitalize with touchdowns, you score, your defense starts to find a rhythm because the Bucks have had takeaways. That's the only way I see the Bucks winning this game. But if they choose you know, yo, a different route and go shootout, it's, it's going to be like 49-35. Come on. Yeah. I'm yeah, making a mistake yeah. in the And remember, fam, the over set at 57, fam. Mm-hmm. Yo, honestly, I, I agree with everything you just said, Richard. Like, you got to keep – the only way you're going to be able to beat the Chiefs is if you keep Mahomes on the bench and, like, just make sure he doesn't get a rhythm, you know, because we've seen what he can do. If he stays in the pocket, it's over. Even if, if he blitz him, the pocket, it's over. Exactly. It's over. I'm about, I'm it's regardless, it's like, over. <laughs> if, he, if, if he blitz him and he gets out of the pocket, he can easily make something happen, you know yeah. what I mean? Which is, Which is really dope. And, and Tampa, Tampa led the league in blitz attempts this year, man. Successful, yeah, exactly. on, successful on 50% of them. That's the best in the league. But do you yeah, blitz see, Mahomes 
and essentially take away help from Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. It's over. He's gonna he's gonna skyrocket that, and by the time exactly. Hill and Kelsey get there, they're just gonna have to catch it. Like, but here's the thing: mm-hmm. you drop people in coverage and then give him time. In time. The that's the that's the thing. You just you just have to hope JPP and Shaquille Barrett just you rush only four and you can generate pressure. I feel like. If you can do that, if JPP and, Sh- and Shaq Barry have a great game, if they rush, yeah. they could possibly yeah. try. And to- you also have to remember that Kansas City's two starting tackles both got injured. Yeah, yeah, so- yeah. Our O line, our line, our O line is our weakest uh, link right now. They just gotta hold it down. So that's you know? kind of gonna be like a, a Packers situation. Because remember, we we were with all Bakhtiari and Pierre Paul was eating up that side. Yeah, but the, but the thing is, Patrick Mahomes, like, I've seen people right there about to sack Patrick Mahomes. And, like, I've seen people right there about to sack Lamar Jackson, too, and he does a crazy move, right? But sometimes it doesn't work out because sometimes the move's not there for Lamar. I've seen people right beside Mahomes. And even though he's not as shifty or as quick as Lamar or Deshaun Watson, he somehow just makes, whether he scrambles or he pump fakes and rolls out, throws a 50-yard bomb. Like, it's crazy how... because. I did not want to see Chiefs go back. Let me just put it like that. I really, especially, because... I, I, honestly, I wanted to see the Bills go. <laughs> honestly, oh, I didn't want to see them. Tell Mahomes all the time, and I'm finally, and then next thing you know, like 50 yard play or first down, and uh, come on, I know, man. But let's look at it this way: it's a win-win for us, fam, because at least we know Devin White's gonna be guarding Travis Kelsey. <laughs> uh, at least we know. Devin, when I sat up there and said Pro Bowl snow. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Bro, but I, I think the Chiefs do have it kind of easy, though, because on, on defense, you're, you played them already. You know what, you know um, how to beat them. Exactly. Most of your points from. So I feel like you guys kind of have it easier than they do. For sure. So, Jalen, um, well, let's say you guys lose. Well, even if you do win, do you think... Let's say you re-sign what you feel like you need to re-sign. Do you still think you need any stars or anything, like, to help further your team? Or you feel like, nah, it's good. We'll just do it again. Jalen. Is he there? Okay, our friend Jalen is uh, having technical difficulties. Some technical difficulties. AKA si- got another call. I know, but but since we're here... Um, me and Richard, me and Richard have a friend. We're not going to say the friend's name. This is just for the viewers. Me and Richard have a friend. The friend that was um, trying to create this argument, trying to bring this argument to us, football argument, of course. <laughs> he said, he said, quote uh, unquote, <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if I should say it. <laughs> this is the dumbest thing I heard, but go quote, quote unquote, that every team, all six teams in front of the Chiefs that didn't draft not- Mahomes. Be sure. What, did he go ninth or seventh? He went tenth, so nineteenth. He went tenth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So all the teams in front of um the Chiefs that that drafted Mahomes, all the teams in front of them should be clowned as much as the Bears were for signing Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> you guys just think about that. The teams in <laughs> front of them that didn't need a quarterback should be clowned as much as the the Bears. Or as much as whoever else is there for not taking Mahomes, pretty much. And here's the thing. You tried to explain to him why the Bears get clowned because they took Trubisky and look at where Trubisky is and look at where Mahomes. And he starts saying things like, okay, but if they drafted Mahomes, they'll be in the Super Bowl too. And it's like, no, it doesn't work like that. You need scheme. Like Andy Reid had a plan. He had mm-hmm. Alex Smith in place. He had Mahomes drafted ready to take over because, hey, he felt like he wanted to move in a different direction. And Patrick mm-hmm. Holmes, Mr. Gunslinger or Mr. Give me time in the pocket, I'll make good decisions. Yeah. But, that but, but, offense is built for him. Like Exactly. It literally is. His play style. Would you have rather had him go to, like, uh, Panthers? Yeah. Where, and, and what our friend fails to realize is that the draft does not go by best available. The draft goes by team needs. Exactly. And also best available, but team needs come first. And even if even if Patrick Mahomes was to go to another team, you can't just say even if Patrick Mahomes went to the Cleveland Browns instead of Miles Garrett. And the fact that, that he said would... whatever team he'd go to, he would turn him into a Super Bowl contender exactly. automatically. That, no, part of a lot of it is coaching, a lot of it is team, a lot of it is your front office, how you literally up your scheme. Because let's say Patrick Mahomes went to the Jaguars instead of Leonard Fournette. Okay, well, 
Yeah. Okay. Right. The way the yeah. the way the um, Saxonville played Saxonville mm-hmm. Jaguars. Yeah. That's literally in their name. Their their defense shut down shut down corners. They try to build. Um, yeah. Pass rush heavy run defense. Their run defense was crazy. Crazy. They were a stop, were a stop the run pound the run team. Exactly. Patrick Mahomes. Yes, Patrick Mahomes could do well under any offense. He could do great under any offense. But mm-hmm. he's not going to take you to Super Bowl M- be MVP performance time and time because you're not giving him the chance mm-hmm. and the ability to do what he's capable of. Your offense is not built for Patrick Mahomes. Your offense was built for a Blake Bortles who did eventually take you to the NFC Championship game. And unfortunately, exactly. a lot of people lost to Tom Brady. Exactly. And I just feel so like... It's like there's different schemes that go to it. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I feel like... um. For free to clown the teams in front of um the Chiefs for not drafting Mahomes is kind of at the same time it's kind of it's kind of dumb because you can't predict. all those teams all those teams drafted a spot that they feel like they needed exactly I, at the time at the time um who was San, San Fran San Fran took um was that the same draft they took Solomon Thomas <laughs> <laughs> Solomon I don't know why they took fam they took Solomon Thomas and then what is it like two years later they took Nick Bosa. So clearly, I just don't, I don't know why that happened, but, but um, anyways, for 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 them to say that the Bears should be kind, yeah, they should partially, because yeah, you because expect the Bears, the Bears to take a Patrick Mahomes number one out of Texas Tech, Texas Tech, a team that didn't make, they didn't even come close to the top ten ranking when Mahomes was there. Everybody knows that they they finished like I think it was top twenty. It wasn't top 10, but UNC with Trubisky managed to finish top 10. So just, it's only only reason Trubisky went higher than Mahomes was one, because Trubisky had a better season in terms of passing touchdowns and only because he went to UNC and UNC finished in the top 10. And everybody knows if you finish top 10, top 5, top whatever, top 20 even, you're not going to look at you, but they're going to look at the top 10 teams the most because that's yeah. where they feel like they can pick out superstars from, you know? So I'm not and, taking anything away from Mahomes. He's still a star, but yeah, yeah Chicago could be clowned. Yeah, Chicago's the only team that could be clowned because guess what? Every other team drafted what they need. Bears felt like they needed a quarterback, and out of the quarterbacks available to them, mm-hmm. and with the first pick of them, it's like they chose the wrong one, and that's just unfortunate. So yeah. that's why clowned. It's not like you're going to clown the Panthers. For Guess who the pa- – sorry, it's not like you're going to clown the – Browns, they had the first pick of the draft and they passed on Patrick Mahomes. Who did who I know did, who, who did the Browns draft? Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> Shut up. Miles Garrett. <laughs> I'm joking. Stop. I didn't know who the Browns drafted. Miles Garrett, Yo. the number one pick, right? So it's like, oh, yeah, I forgot about Garrett. I forgot. Look at what Miles Garrett is developed into. So you can't just say Yeah, yeah, we can hear you, Jill. We can hear you. Yeah, we can hear you. Oh, okay. Bless, so yeah, bless, you bless. can't just say yeah, you passed on Mahomes. You're you're a terrible GM. Your team sucks. Yeah, and, makes no sense. And yeah, our friend is um pretty. We, we don't even pay no. We don't even pay him any attention when he starts yeah. talking this reckless. Be perceptive for what he is. <laughs> exactly, but Jalen's back. He can hear us. So Richard, I uh, you could try asking him a question again. Oh yeah, um, I'm pretty sure I said win or lose the Super Bowl. Is there? Anything, any like big name position, like, not necessarily any big name, but any position you feel like you would want a bigger name at, or you just feel um, like it doesn't matter. We resign who we need to resign and go do it again. I say we need a bigger position or like a bigger name. Uh, I think we need like a known wide receiver and a known middle linebacker, like nobody. Okay. I feel like and, and, there, and there's a lot of good prospects in those positions in the draft. But sorry. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I was going to say the, we need like some linebackers because right now we only really have maybe like three, but he got injured. But like with mm-hmm. the schemes that we run, we always run with uh, two linebackers anyway. But the thing is, no one knows our linebackers. They're good. Hitchens? I feel like th- <laughs> Hitchens and. Uh, <laughs> What's Wilson. the rookie? Willie Gay? Or- yeah, Willie Gay. Willie Gay. Yo, mind you, Willie Gay was nice. Broski, why'd you, why'd you say Hitchens like that, yo? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I thought he, he's all right. He's all right. Yeah. So, but, if, um, 
would have been able to like draft a Dylan Moses or something, but you guys are getting like the 31st, 32nd. 32nd. I, if I have them and you're yeah. going to go linebacker, I would say take on what is it? See, I think he's the one from Tulsa, but if you're going to go receiver, if Terrence Marshall Jr. is available, take him. Yeah. Because he's basically mm-hmm. like a, he's kind of like a Tyreek, j- just with height. And he's more like all a. a because all the Jalen Waddles, Devonta Smith, Smith, uh, Jamar Chase, those guys are gone in top ten or top twenty. Oh yeah, yeah, T- top top ten, definitely top, top 10. ten, pretty much. Because top this 10, is bro. because, and we thought last year had um receivers, good wide receivers. Know, when there was yeah. like, rugs, Jerry, Judy, CD, and then now we're seeing this. It's like wow. Yeah, these disgusting. new guys coming up like the next year or two, disgusting. I know all those guys are looking nice, Sam. Mm-hmm. Especially Jalen. I can just imagine Jamar. But they're, they're trying to kill Jamar Chase, Sam. Every mock draft, they have him going to the Eagles. What's up with the <laughs> NFC East and killing people's oh, careers, yo? No, 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 no. The Eagles nah, tank that game versus the football team. Time they tank. They higher pick and do what they do every year by messing it up and drafting it right now. <laughs> Didn't they just get Jalen Rieger last year? Yes, in the first round. <laughs> Yo, why do you need another receiver, man? Go get some protection for, for Justin Fields. Draft receivers and just keep drafting them. I know. But, uh, uh, Jalen, I have a question for you, though, again. Do you, mm-hmm. do you think Mahomes is playing the way he's playing because of Andy Reid and the enemy or just because of how Mahomes is as a player? Oh, the, and this is a tough one for real, though. Add add that add this to his question. Um, when he said Andy Reid can be the enemy, also include like the talent around him. Oh yeah, like, also like Tyreek Hill, the main yeah. offensive line. Watkins. Do you think it's all because of people around him, or do you think it's just who he is? Like you think he should go to the Jets and do this? Yeah, Richard, I'm about to say mm. <laughs> Okay. Um. You know what? It's a tough one, still. Yeah, that's that's a hard question because the thing is, we will never know what he can exactly. do. Exactly, exactly. The thing is, you don't, don't want to disrespect him and say he can't. But at exactly. the end of the day, you don't want to like to his horn and say, "Yeah, easily." Yeah, yeah. Fr- friend, are you? I listening? feel like. Oh, no, no, I, I feel go. like Jalen. Go ahead. I feel like. Oh yeah, yeah, I feel like he can do it. Um, I would say the only time I've seen Patrick Mahomes throw to other wide receivers is at the Pro Bowl. But like I wouldn't really necessarily count that, you know what I mean? But I I think I'm not gonna like just straight up and say yes or no, but it's very, very possible. Like if he was to go to the Jets and do the same thing he's doing now, I would not be surprised. But then again, I'm not gonna give a for sure answer only because there's no proof to back that up. Yeah. Because Andy Reid and Eric the Enemy, those are some really, really good coaches. Yes, mm-hmm. who adapted it, it, to who literally Built a scheme for Patrick Mahomes. Exactly. Literally. Like, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hate to see Eric Enemy go, but he deserves to be a head coach for sure. Maybe if, he, maybe if um, Houston wasn't as racist. Okay, okay. okay. Like since we're on, since we're on the, 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 the topic of Houston, and this is a big situation. This is a question for both of you guys. Um, I'll probably mm-hmm. start with Jalen since he was already talking. How do you think the Texans should should um build their future, knowing that? They didn't sign the coach that Deshaun Watson wants. And also, they happened to sign somebody that nobody heard of. And now, Deshaun Watson wants out. How, what do you feel like the, the next step is for okay. the Texans as an organization? Or where do you think Desha- where do you want to see Deshaun Watson go? It, it's easy. Just ask Pittsburgh for a seventh-round pick. We'll give it up. And Fam, this isn't Belichick. You can't get this guy for a seventh-rounder. This, this thing is tripping still. No cap, but... I meant to go to Jalen, but Jalen's having technical difficulties. So, Richard, you're going to have to answer this one first. Well, you already know what I, how I feel about this. Belichick, don't say seventh round no, pick. No, not that. Trade Deshaun Watson. Thank you. Just Where, get him out of there. your franchise right now? You're a garbage team with a decent quarterback, with a, more, with a top-tier quarterback. I'm talking top three, maybe even. With the top-tier quarterback, but you're not going anywhere. Yeah, we have him. He's one of the greatest. Oh, use him as leverage. Bill O'Brien came to your team and decimated. Decim- they decimated traded Hopkins for somebody we haven't even heard of. of you being good. Trading the top wide receiver in the league, in the National Football League at the time for a second-round pick. For Trading second-round pick. Clowney for someone whose name I don't know. Don't know. Um, Never heard of that guy. You, you can't even justify, oh, he traded Hopkins, get, clear up cap space. 
Brandon Cooks is eating the same around the same amount of money that DeAndre Hopkins was. So what was what was the plan to get a to get a tackle and a wide receiver? Exactly. Huh? And it's not even like Stills is a world. No, like come on. Watson's and, still getting sacked the most. He's like it's crazy. You and, need to trade Deshaun Watson. So those pieces that you those first round picks that you lost, second round picks, those picks that you lost, you can essentially get them back. Those positions, wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, Jadavid Clowney, those those names, those assets, all of them that you lost, you could essentially get them back by trading this king of a player. I feel like Literally. that's your only way out of avoiding this 10, 15 year rebuild. Yeah, and for for Deshaun Watson, if I if, if I'm talking about where um I want him to go as of terms of win now situation at a place where it could ultimately be a good spot for his career. I'm gonna say the Indianapolis Colts. As much as they don't have any picks to trade, they do have a lot of young talent that they can offer up. And in terms of win now, the the Colts, the Colts are, are missing just a quarterback. And to the yeah. fact that I'm hearing all this Matthew Stafford, um, Jimmy Garoppolo trade, no Colts, go out and get somebody who's young and that you can still build a franchise around. Don't go get somebody who's 30. Yes. Yes. And no disrespect to Matthew Stafford or Garoppolo, proven to be very good quarterbacks. But I'm saying. Deshaun Watson could benefit them now and but, in but the future. Here's the, thing. here's the thing. Like, when you said about the Colts and they don't have that many picks to trade in young time. Well, here's the thing. If I'm Watson and I see something I like in the Colts and mm. I, they trade for me and I end up there and where's everything I like? Oh, yeah. They traded it for me. It's yeah. like, I, I want to go and throw the ball and play with these guys, but I don't want mm. to go there and have them leave just so but I can it, but if you're talking about the Colts, the, the, who did they they have to give up Pittman for sure? Pittman and probably yes. Jonathan. So who's he gonna throw the ball to? Ty Hilton, who's on a regression, sadly, it's probably still talented. Just well, to be Man. honest, I, as Jalen said, they're about to give up Watkins, Robinson, and uh, there's gonna be and you have Allen Robinson in free agency. If Sean Watson goes to the Colts, you don't think any other big name free agents might want to come play with him too? So, yeah, they, they, they might give up all of their, like, assets. But if you give up all your assets, you could turn that team into a win from, like, a, a playoff team into, like, a win now, go all in type. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Because I so, keep forgetting about the big news in free agency. In free agency. So, just because you give up your, your young guys doesn't mean you can't turn that team into a build for the future into a win now type situation. And I just feel like wherever Deshaun Watson goes, if he goes dur- either during free agency before and if – the Texans do give him up, but they're going to want a haul of picks for him. And they should, deservedly so, make up for what Bill O'Brien did to their team. <laughs> he torched that franchise, man. I feel he so bad for him. He was the Grim Reaper of Houston. <laughs> Grim Reaper. He, I just feel like he did not care. Who the hell is David Johnson? He, he made those trades like it was Madden. Who the hell is David Johnson? <laughs> <laughs> who, who the... Who is David Johnson? Bro, I really he, just want to know. He made those trades like it was Madden. Okay, no, I'll trade for him. I'll develop him. Get rid of this guy. Get all the... Like, what? Fam, the only reason J.J. Watt's still there is because of the contract. <laughs> and That's he, it. He's going to out. He's going to want out. Yeah, to Deshaun done, Watson like, leaves, he's going to want out. And who else is there? Will Fuller. And Will Fuller got suspended. What's it? Will Fuller still... I know one, one of them... One of them got suspended for marijuana or something. The other one wants... Oh, I know that. So you lost Stills and you lost Fuller. So who's who's literally going to be there? Who's there? You're talking Still about um, gave up picks, so many picks for. Are you talking about ju- Justin Reed? The safety? Doing. Watson still, get, although be a Watson um holds on tends to hold on to ball a lot because all the plays that they call are just garbage throws. Bro, remember remember the, remember that game that he had against Chicago and they were losing like what thirty something to ten. Yeah. That so game told me all so I needed to know. They were the only team who didn't cover my spread that week, but it's okay. Exact same, fan. Only thing that didn't cover the spreads. But it's okay, though, fam. Because, as we know it, Deshaun Watson, whether we like it or not, will probably end up staying in Houston. I don't know why they're going to terrorize this guy. Just let him, just get him out of there, man. Like, get him out of there. You didn't want to interview the enemy. You had the bye week to interview the enemy. You didn't want to interview him. You had um, Anthony Lynn. You didn't want to interview him. Now, all of a sudden, you signed some 65-year-old man. You think Deshaun Watson's still going to want to stay? You signed an assistant coach. And the, here's the thing. Deshaun assistant coach. For anything. He wasn't asking for barely anything. All and he's asking for is a coach. Yeah, and 
here's the thing. They came up to him and said, hey, um, we're going to get you more involved. What do you want? Literally. And Deshaun Watson said, um, oh, um, Eric, the enemy. Um, could we not even could we get him? Just could you set interview him with him? Obviously, he wasn't expecting them to just be like, oh, um, my quarterback wants this. I'm going to get him. No, just set a meeting with them. Talk to him. And first yeah, of all, he's already, he's already pissed that you guys don't care about the Black Lives Matter as much as he does, right? Exactly. Then you go aggravate him even more by doing this, and then you just hire some random coach, which he didn't even have a problem with. He just wanted a chance to be able to talk to the coach and see where his head was at so he could share with his teammates. And they didn't yeah. even do that. They, they, they didn't even do that. And I just feel like that, that whole situation... Yeah, yeah, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. They just hire someone out of the blue, and he probably heard it on, through social media. Yeah, um, but back to what I was saying. I feel like that whole situation should just go to show you how much they value Deshaun Watson. Because, fam, remember when the remember when the um, the flooding happened in Houston? Yeah, and it flooded out everywhere. And JJ Watt, um, JJ Watt was trying to get the organization to to donate money to what happened, and the organization didn't want to do that. So JJ Watt ended up donating all the money from his own pocket to help to help the the relief fund in Houston. After I, that situation, oh, I don't think you know about that. I don't think you know about that. But um, after that whole situation, I, I knew everything I needed to know about Houston and, and um, where they were going. I remember, uh, although that has nothing to do with football, but it's it, it literally tells you all they need to know about your their star. The star player wants to do something off the field. Yeah, but why I, not encourage? Yeah, go ahead. I was like, okay, maybe it's not um such a maybe the organization like they had stuff to like. I was like. I was trying to find a way to see to be on Houston's side. Exactly. I, and yeah, I couldn't find anything. Yeah. And now with everything I've realized, it's just clear that the Houston, especially with the movement, like your star quarterback is black, bro. Like, come on. Literally. Like, you can't even, you can't even like enter. And obviously it's a personal topic to me because I'm black too. So I'm mm-hmm. going to get mad at it. But imagine being the star quarterback of a franchise and you're yeah. so about something. And they just don't care. And they just don't care, especially. And and uh, it, it's just sad to see that it's the Black Lives Matter thing. Like, you know, like the, the one thing where there's been injustice and, and um, all sorts of things going on to, to people of color. Not only people of color. Like, this can happen to anybody, but just predominantly more people yeah. of color. They didn't and, care. And they didn't care. That, that, that's just going to show you. And their own receiver, Kenny Stills, got arrested for, for um, protesting peacefully. And they still didn't care when Kenny Stills got arrested. And and like, and the fact you that your star quarterback too. That's what that's what I don't understand. Okay, it's your like, star quarterback. It's just somebody it, you want in the personally, future. Personally, the movement doesn't hit you. Okay, you have your opinions. Everyone else has. Yeah, their everybody opinions. has their opinions. But your star quarterback is trying to do something here, and you guys are just see. That's why I understand Deshaun Watson's frustration. Level. Not, yeah, that's why I understand because they don't listen. <laughs> like simple, they don't listen, and they don't want to help better the franchise. Don't you think? Don't you think if Deshaun Watson had started, um, had made the management, um, what's it called, go out and, and help the Black Lives Matter protest? Don't you think? With that being said, Deshaun Watson can can get good players to come to Houston, being like, yo, like the franchise, the franchise doesn't just care about what happens on it, like they help yeah, off the field too. The players and everything, exactly. Yeah, and and players, players when they see people caring about the Black Lives Matter stuff, uh, fam. Literally, players will go there because Deshaun Watson can use that to convince them. So exactly. this, this organization doesn't just care what's on the field. All, they also care about what's off the field. They do this off the field. They do yeah, that. Like, like, look at Watson and Mahomes, the relationship they build. Exactly. It's about Black Lives Matter. Now, one of them is even um suggesting a head coach for the other to hire. Exactly. Suggesting a head coach, and you guys still don't listen. And then they wonder why their franchise is going to poo family. And they just they just ruined the whole culture. Like they were a playoff team last year. Exactly. Week. And you've been heard Andre they, they won Johnson. Four games yeah. this year? Mm-hmm. Like, come on. You've been heard Andre Johnson talk about um um when this thing went viral that he said he told uh, Deshaun Watson to get out of Houston. Yeah. He told him to get out of Houston. They don't value oh, your oh. careers. No, 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 but Casdale, Casdale. They yeah. only won four games. They have a really high draft pick. Ca- oh wait, they traded it for guess who? Somebody who gives up sacks every play. <laughs> That's exactly my point. It's like you hear, okay, you get excited. We we lost, but we have dropped. And then Laramie Tunsil. If I'm a, if you're if there's any Texans fans listening to that to listen to this, sorry, I feel bad for your guys' future. Literally, you traded. You don't think what I heard about Watson? The rumors about Watson and Tua. What? 
when I first heard that, I was I was actually kind of happy for the Texans because like, okay, okay, Tua, but pretty much all those assets you gave to uh to the Dolphins, you're, you're gonna probably get back, back you're exactly gonna the players. You're gonna keep the players that, and you're gonna get a future, a potential franchise quarterback in Tua Tagovailoa, right? Exactly. So that would have been a decent situation, but it doesn't take away the fact that you don't get anything back from losing Hopkins for a second round. Who did they even for, drop for the second for round second pick? And a no name running back. I'm sorry, I hadn't heard that guy's name. David so Johnson. Who the for him? And then you lost Clowney to someone whose name I still don't know. And like some garbage picks from the Seahawks. Literally. Garbage picks from the Seahawks. You know what happened to Clowney in his first year? He got a taste of Lambo Field. Send that boy <laughs> packing. But anyways. Yeah, that's beside the fact though. But I just feel bad for Deshaun Watson. I just feel like they're wasting his career. And I and to be fair, if, if I'm Houston, look at all the cap space they have. When was the last time you saw them go out and get somebody free agency? That goes and the fact that you're still not building around Deshaun Watson is just absurd. It, it tells me everything I need to know. Deshaun Watson, get out of there. But it, at the same time, it kind of is like this, is like a basketball reference. It's kind of it's like a Bradley Beal type situation. You know what I mean? <laughs> they, they they signed they signed the contract. They do everything they can. They put up MVP type numbers, and they have no supporting cast. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. No supporting cast, and the way it looks is just like buddy, like get out of there. And I kind of do. I kind of understand where Deshaun Watson's coming from. And the Houston, we don't understand the Houston Texans organization. We never will. We don't like Houston. Free Deshaun Watson, man. Yeah, Houston, literally. As they say, Houston's canceled now. Houston's canceled. But <laughs> that is all for our podcast today, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you guys all enjoyed. Thank from you for me, listening. Thank you for listening. From me, the Packers fan, and from. Richard, the Steelers fan, we hope you guys have a terrific Friday evening. See y'all next week. Peace.